You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. In Advent, we look to promises from generations past to help guide us into the future. The book of Isaiah is full of such prophecies. Listen to these words about the arrival of the Messiah, the light of the world. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied exultation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. And he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Great will be his authority, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, before I begin, I don't know if you noticed this morning as you came in or you were sitting during the prelude and it had Sarah's name up there, you may have noticed that it's different. It didn't just say Sarah Hazen, it said Sarah Hazen Robinson. We're very excited to share that Sarah Hazen Robinson was married uh, just uh, the week of Thanksgiving to Rustin, and we celebrate that and are very excited for you. And now let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So have you voted yet for your favorite Christmas carol? If not, look at the front of your bulletin. There is a spot. It has a QR code. You can use that. Or there's also a number uh, that you can text the word carol to. And then choose your favorite Christmas carol from the hymnal. Not Carol Burnett, as we've already received a vote for. (laughs) Right now, I understand that Silent Night is in the lead, so we'll see how that turns out. Just as a reminder, the top three Christmas carols will be the the songs that the choir sings for our Christmas Day worship service, which will be online only, that you can uh, watch and worship on your uh, day as you celebrate Christmas. And so uh, make sure you vote. Last week, Pastor Megan talked about Christmas carols, and she said that Christmas carols are our December soundtrack. They guide us through the season of Advent. They invoke memories and help us imagine and understand and believe the Christmas story. Now, I don't know about you, but I know, I think it is very hard to choose a Christmas carol. It might even feel a little bit like having to choose your favorite child. 
But when I think about it, I think really probably every day I have a different Christmas carol throughout the season. Sometimes it's What Child Is This? That's the the song that my mom used to sing to us as a lullaby. And so when I hear it or sing it, I feel warm and um, I just, I think of my mom. Or A Silent Night, which of course invokes the memories of all the different churches I've been in and Christmas Eve and lighting the candles together and how that one candle makes the whole room share light and the beautiful singing of Silent Night. Or it could be Away in a Manger, the alternative tune that uh, my daughter Allison sang uh, her first duet when she was five years old on Christmas Eve um, with a friend of hers, and I think about that. Or um, it could be the whole Christmas portion of the Messiah when I was growing up. That was the soundtrack of Christmas in our house, and my mom would sing all of the parts. And so I, I grew up singing all of the different parts to that, and I loved it. We would always go every year when I was a kid to Concordia College's Boar's Head Festival. It was usually actually the first weekend in December, and we would go, and it was a big music festival that kind of um, had a pageant of the Christmas story. And every year we would go, and every year I was bored out of my mind. And yet I think about it, and I realize how... The songs from that really shaped my Christmas experience and how much I actually really loved that. That's where I first heard Once in Royal David City or Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming or the song Ideo, Ideo, oh, oh, Ideo, oh, oh. And um, it always ended with O Come All Ye Faithful and everyone then who had been in throughout the pageant would come forward and it was this massive coming forward of people that ended with Good King Wentzless and they would all bow before the Christ child as we sang O Come All Ye Faithful. And ah, oh, it's still, thinking about it makes me uh, just feel emotional. Christmas carols are folk songs. They're songs of our childhood, they're nostalgic, and yet they show us the profound mystery of the incarnation. God became human flesh to live and dwell among us. Even in the midst of all that happens at Christmas, the parties and commercialism and glitter and lights and all that can dull us spiritually, the singing of Christmas carols helps us to refocus ourselves on what it's all about. Jesus, born in a manger, the gift of Emmanuel, God with us. Today, we talk about joy to the world. Now, I always feel like joy to the world is a Christmas day carol, right? It's, it's kind of different than the songs we usually sing on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is more of a quiet night. And, joy to, uh, and so joy to the world kind of feels a little jarring when we sing it on Christmas Eve. But it's sort of that Christmas day song, that joy and announcement. Ah. Now, the scripture that I chose for today is from Isaiah 9, and as we heard it, I thought this really reflects this Christmas of uh, joy to the world. Let earth receive her king, sing joy. And so the scripture is, people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied exaltation. You have increased its joy. Have you ever walked in complete darkness? When the power goes out and the streets are eerily quiet and it's dark even before it's really dark outside. 
you feel a little bit immobilized. You can't communicate, you can't cook, you can't open the refrigerator, you can't see unless you have a generator. And if you don't, you're kind of stuck. And so you walk into things and you try to do a puzzle or something by the candlelight that doesn't always work and you sit in the darkness and play on your phone until it dies. Or have you ever walked into a space that was totally dark? And Tuesday mornings when I come into work, I come in around seven o'clock and um, I come in the north entrance and we have all of the lights in the church are, are um, motion sensors and the thing is that when you come in right there, the motion, you're not, your motion isn't sensed yet. And so I go over and try to turn off the alarm in the dark and I walk up the stairs in the dark and uh, thankfully I know the way, but it's kind of eerie. And I love now that we have Christmas lights up because it lights the way. When Isaiah says the people have walked in deep darkness, he's describing the desperation of a people who have been oppressed, who have been abused, who have been exiled, who are hopeless and feel abandoned by God. They are walking in darkness, not sure what's going to happen next, finding their way with no hope of light. But these people, on them... Light has shined, and the Christ child has been born for them who will bring peace, uphold the kingdom of David with justice and righteousness. And so their exaltation is multiplied and their joy joy increased. So what better carol and scripture to unite together than Isaiah 9 and joy to the world? The song is about joy. The king has come. Prepare room in your heart because the child who brings peace has arrived. And yet, the carol, Joy to the World, isn't based on a Christmas scripture, not even an Advent scripture. It's not even from the prophets part of the Bible. (coughs) It's based on a psalm. The words are written by Isaac Watts, and he based it on Psalm 98, specifically verses four through six, which say, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Now, when you open up the interpreter's Bible commentary to the commentary on Psalm 98, at the top of the page, right across it, it says, Joy to the world. The psalm anticipates the Messiah, a time when God's reign will come, when joy will be over the universe and the Jewish law will reign. Now Watts put a New Testament spin on it, connecting the joy of the birth of Christ to the scripture. In fact, the first uh, title of his words for this carol was the Messiah's coming and kingdom based on Psalm 98. So he connects Isaiah's scripture and Psalm 98, the king has come, his coming brings joy, make room for the king and fully welcome him with joy. But all of this gets me wondering, what gets in the way of us preparing him room? What gets in the way of us welcoming the newborn king beyond the chaos of the season, the shopping and baking and entertaining and the parties to go to and concerts and plays and something every day, beyond all of that... What do we really need to do in order to make room to welcome the newborn king? 
to embrace the joy that he brings. What darkness clouds out the light, what prevents us from finding peace, from having faith, from embracing hope, extending love, perhaps we're holding on to something, a way we've been wronged, a way we have wronged another. Perhaps we need to make room for forgiveness in order to welcome the king. Perhaps we're angry, holding on to a great frustration, mad at how something turned out, seeing a wrong that is amplified within us, and we allow it to affect the way that we treat others. Maybe it's due to different politics or different values or different approaches to the world. Maybe we need to make room for peace that enables us to let go and not be consumed so that we can let the Christ child in and remove the anger from the center of our hearts and replace it with hope and joy. Maybe it's greed. Of course, we wouldn't want to call it that, but maybe a desire to be the best, to do the best, to have the best has driven us so much that there is no room to welcome the Christ child. Maybe we need to examine our priorities and see if they're blocking out the light of Christ. Maybe it's an unhealthy relationship or an unfulfilling job or a bad grade in a class or a worry about money or a worry about health or a struggle or a preoccupation or a need to get it all done or a loneliness that consumes. However the darkness is hitting you right now, consider what you need to do so that your heart can prepare him room. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you need to talk to someone. Maybe you need to see a doctor. Maybe you need to let go of some of the things. And maybe you need to make different choices. Whatever it might be, here's the thing. The Christ child comes whether or not you are ready, whether or not you have prepared him room. The choice is up to you. And once you choose to make him room, you won't be alone and you'll feel the presence of the Christ child with you. So that leaves the question, are you going to open yourself to the light and the joy and the experience of a God who will actually help you with the things that get in the way, give you hope and faith and joy and peace and love, that light that comes into the world and the darkness will not overcome it, the light that comes into the world and increases our joy. So prepare him room to experience the joy of knowing that you are not alone, that God came to the earth to be with us as wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. God chose to bring light into the darkness to save us and guide us, to just strengthen us. So prepare him room, ready yourselves to receive your king and bring joy to the world. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.